I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winners, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Got a flag. Of the week. One size fits all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. It's a shame. It's a sin. I don't care. That's the way it's always been. Drop that flag. Pack it in. I'll tell you something. been waiting two weeks now it will have been three weeks i assume to hear what pete davidson has to say <laughs> on saturday night live after his breakup with was, ariana grande <sighs> i was so anxious for it last night shawnee i turned it on while driving home in my car i'm watching mm -hmm. this and i'm like oh man what is this weird avant are they doing something where they're showing a sketch from 2007 and they're gonna bring it to reality in the in the new when times, pete davidson was born right <laughs> yes but no it was a clip show this harkens back mm -hmm. to the uh the time during our uh podcasting getaway 2018 in severville tennessee where i thought that childish gambino's snl was gonna premiere but it was a rerun <laughs> but you know we'll we'll report back uh to see to to let you guys know what pete davidson has to say about his breakup but for now live from auburn alabama it's throw the flag i don't want it i want it on record that i'm not in auburn alabama yeah me either i need that to be on record Bobby i'm in Spooktown. <laughs> Jenkins is in Atlanta. Ellen Clegorn. <laughs> stop! Stop it! You gotta stop! You just walked all over that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to because what I was doing was hilarious. Krill just said, "Krill said I was in Batlanta." <laughs> because this is the Halloween episode. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. So Sean's going to be the vampire, I'm going to be the werewolf, and Hankins is going to be the ghost. I'm, that's good. That is good casting. For that me. is good casting. Because uh, because of Hankins' casual racism against his own race, and because I suck. <laughs> mm -hmm. And because I stay in them sheets. <laughs> God damn it. Everybody beats me all the time. All right, Creel, uh, choose door number one or door number two. Uh, door number one. Door number one is Oklahoma State, Texas. Um, <laughs> the uh, Texas just had to not get beat by Oklahoma State. They had to not give Oklahoma State the one home upset that they seem to have every two years. 
and they could not get it done. Um, and Tom Herman really showed Tom, Tom Herman and uh, Robert Plant Jr. Uh, really showed <laughs> their ass on, on the last uh, uh, the last play of the game in the victory formation. Um, I go back to what Hankin said several weeks ago. Does anybody want to win? Nobody wants to win this. The Big uh, Twelve. It's going to be Oklahoma as usual. Nobody wants it. <laughs> the Oklahoma. Uh, uh, so it was the beginning of the fourth quarter and they had a wide shot at the stadium and uh, the student section was completely bare because apparently they announced the winner of like the fr- the best Halloween decorations at a frat house contest at halftime. Oh, okay. and every I just didn't come and back. Everybody left afterward. Hmm. <laughs> Well, who won? Was it Kappa New or Kappa Greg? <laughs> did you put your hands behind your head? Yeah, you I was proud did. of that one. I know he did it. Uh, here's a here's a little here's a confusing thing I have from that game. Um, you know, they there was a lot made on the coverage of like you said, Sean. Every year, home underdog Oklahoma State seems to rise to the occasion. Why the fuck are they so often a home underdog? They're <laughs> Oklahoma State. They're not little sisters of the poor. Because Mike Gundy is the most overrated coach in the league. That's why. <laughs> yeah, they they were kind of okay at the beginning of the year. Then they lost a couple. So they were on the fringe. And Texas was overrated. Everyone thought Texas was back. So it was just trouble brewing for whoever walked into the stadium that day. By the way, Tom Herman's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, that was know, not a Johnny, good look. I mean, I don't know. He's fired up. Mike Gundy's got. I'm, look, I'm here to tell you right now. If if I'm getting my ass kicked and I'm about to lose, and yes, my kids have done something stupid, but if Mike Gundy comes strolling on that field, pointing his fucking finger at my kids, I'm gonna tune Mike Gundy up. Just sight on sight sight unseen. Mike um, Mike Gundy casually <laughs> strolled onto the field and got his players off the field. I don't, I'm telling, okay, here's the, here's the, the thing you are not taking into consideration hmm. on a punchable face scale. Ooh. Where does Mike Gundy fall? Ooh, 12. Thank you. Yeah. He's, so yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, However, it doesn't matter what he does. This is not the first time. Tom, like, do you remember when Tom Herman was like making fun of the Missouri quarterback last year, two years, I guess it had to been last year, uh, <laughs> when they were beating Missouri? Was he doing that thing where he holds his hands close to his chest and goes, How- I'm a Missouri quarterback. Adore. All right. Matt Hankins, Tom Herman apologist. Got it. Got it. Biggest, biggest fan in the world. Apparently so. He's a real How Herman's do- head over there. Remember when we got you to defend oh Cam God. Newton all off season? <laughs> oh. This is what this show has done to me. It turns me topsy turvy, higgledy damn. House of Hosses was a good series. Um, it was door number two was worst idea I ever had. <laughs> door number two was Georgia, Florida. First time since two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Both teams were in the top ten. Which sounds about right. Uh, Florida kind of hung in there for a little bit. Georgia pulled away at the end. Well, Florida didn't hang in there for a little bit. I guess they were. Uh, it was a close game. Then Georgia pulled away. Um, did we learn anything about Georgia this week? Anything that we didn't already know? 
they should have handed the ball to Holyfield against LSU, and they'd probably yeah. still be undefeated. That's, yeah. that's probably the biggest takeaway is that they uh, the strength of their team is to run the ball and then set up play action, and it worked against Florida. That's what they gave up against LSU. They just stopped doing that. So, yeah, they could be undefeated. Hankins is completely right on this. What an aggravating victory that would have been for me as a Georgia fan. Oh, yeah. It's, to beat your rival, obviously, I'm not taking away sure. from the joy that they should righteously feel for driving a, the spike through the nose of your rival. But, man, to look at that team and how they played yesterday and the game plan and the execution of that game plan versus the LSU execution <laughs> would have just been maddening to me. I mean, I they just <clears throat> they need to realize that Jacob Frum is not the, the center of their offense. Right. And it, the, sec- right. the second they do that, they'll be, you know, they'll be we, able to beat Kentucky. They'll be able to beat either Alabama or LSU in the SEC championship. Um, He's the Greg McElroy of their thing. Right. And they need to just acknowledge that and roll with it. And free, how about keeping those knees covered? What was your oh, opinion that was on that such a weird penalty. penalty. <laughs> uh, it was at the beginning of the game, a Florida player got flagged because the ref told him to go off the field because his knees weren't covered or his knee pads weren't on and the player refused to do it. So it was a personal foul. It was real weird. I've never I, heard anything like that. I'd never, I'd never seen yeah. it before. Um, Maybe the ref had a real knee fetish and he was getting a little bit too. I guess so. He's like from the 1910s, like when women were, were going on the beaches in New Jersey, he was one of them those cops striped bathing suits. <laughs> right. It just get Handing out tickets here? for showing off those ankles. I think that's what it was about. Brother. <laughs> Real weird. Brother, I got to tell you, man, I, I really need you to get off this field right now, man. Or I'm going I'm, I'm to have to throw a flag on you, baby. You got to get out of here, bud. Cover you, I it can't, up. You just, just got to get out of here. Why, coach? Why? Why? What are you, what are you, uh, ref, what are you trying to say? Man, I think you know what you're doing to me right now, and it ain't fair, brother. I wouldn't do that to you. Rep. Oh, I need <laughs> you to get off this field. Have you have you been calling my cell phone? Are you the one that's been calling my cell phone for the past <laughs> week at 3 a.m.? I just I've been watching a lot of film getting ready for this game, man, and uh I gotta tell you I needed to be six inches shorter because I'm getting six inches longer. <laughs> Are you the webmaster of the big com? <laughs> so, yeah, they threw a flag because his knees were out. It's weird. Uh, Clemson. Nieces and nephews, am I right? <laughs> um, Clemson and Florida State. Uh, Creel, you, you, have a, you have a deep connection to the Seminole program. Uh, former FSU fan, and you're you're uh, related to uh, a couple of FSU fans. Is this the darkest time in FSU history since uh, Burt Reynolds was there? Uh, oh. no, nah, a couple of the Bobby Bowden's last years where he just didn't want to give up were kind of sad. Um, I guess the only stark contrast is you kind of hope that this is the the bottom. You know, it can't get much worse than losing fifty nine to ten. At to home. the team that's taken over the conference. So you kind of hope that this is the rock bottom. But yeah, it was not a good performance. Their offense is in shambles. Their defense played well for a quarter. And then, uh, you know, just it all fell apart very quickly. Do you think uh, Florida State fans kind of have it in the back of their head that they're just like, all right, once Dabo Sweeney goes to Alabama, we'll be <laughs> able to, you know, whether or not it's Willie Taggart, we'll be able to to take the conference back. 
Yeah, it's it's real weird because you kind of, I guess one of Willie's biggest selling points is that he's a good recruiter, but at some point, like, who wants to play for a program that's going to be like third or fourth fiddle in their own division? I don't know. They, they need to show some progress and in, in, in the year strong or there's not going to be a whole lot of good collateral, uh, I guess, from a recruiting standpoint that he can pitch or do yeah. anything really to save the program. It's, it's a weird, weird period. I agree. I don't know if this is the lowest it's been, but it's got to be pretty dark times. It's like the worst loss in the program's history or maybe second since, you know, again, Burt Reynolds. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. But uh, Rest I don't power. know. You know, like what I don't understand is did Dabo or Dabo, did Jimbo just mail it in the last two years he was down there on recruiting? How are there just not enough people on that team to <laughs> roll the balls out and have a six win team? I don't I don't know that I don't understand. I don't get it either because there's other teams in the conference who who are respectable this year. Boston College is six and two. Virginia is six and two. And those aren't the like upper echelon teams year in year out, so it can happen. But for for it to well, be such one, a steep fall for Florida State is troubling. I'm going to talk right to you. I'm going to talk right to you, Noel Nation. Here's what I want you to think about: You're not last in your division because Wake Forest and Louisville are somehow <laughs> worse than you. So you got that going God, for you. Louisville's so fucking bad. <laughs> Louisville <laughs> is so fucking bad. Why yeah. we ain't played nobody? <laughs> why? Why has Bobby Petrino? How does he still have, like get work? He's I, got I, a I he's got a big it. payout. He's got some like yeah. Gus Malzahn ish contract. So it's it's going to be even goofier for them to pay him off than Auburn to Worse pay off Gus Malzahn. Wait, and they. Lo- they have half, and they lost all that pizza money. Oh yeah, oh, forgot about that. Uh, speaking of Gus Malzahn, he was like during he was on CBS speaking yesterday, inexplicably <laughs> like in the studio with you know the regular CBS crew. They had Gus Malzahn and Houston Nutt, and Gus was a robot. Like I don't, I, he was just so low energy. But Houston Nutt was selling real hard, like the highlights. Like I encourage anyone. I don't know where you can even find the clip. Why was Gus Malzahn on TV needs talking work, about man. football? He was on a bye week. He was on the bye week. I guess they flew him up to New York City. I, I don't know. It seems that's like a weird. Terrible need, waste. He of needs resources. to be coaching. He needs to be preparing for Texas A and M. Agreed. Agreed. But maybe not too hard because Nick Fitzgerald ran all over him yesterday. Uh, he had something like 400 yards of uh, total offense uh, when Mississippi State. Beat Texas A&M. I guess that that was another close game until Mississippi State ran away from it. Yeah, Nick Fitzgerald. They uh, let him throw the ball, and you know they <laughs> caught uh, caught a little bit of them, and that was enough to win. Mississippi State's got a pretty good, pretty stout defense. I will say that they they, they uh, uh played. They held LSU to nineteen points, only one touchdown. <laughs> um, and then yesterday against Texas A&M, they kept Kellen Mond in check. So. Uh, they aren't a terrible team, just the offense really hasn't been clicking uh, as everyone thought it would. But they did pull out the win yesterday. Montez Sweat, by the way, uh, is my nominee for name of the year um, because he, uh, he's he got to be like Keith Sweat's grandson, right? <laughs> Monte he was grown in an R&B factory <laughs> from the... Uh, from Montez... From Montel Jordan. Oh, shit. Thank you, Sweat. 
Oh my god. Um. Well, n- now that Hankins is laughing, let's move on to Illinois and Maryland. Oof. So we need an update on Illinois' standings and overall record, correct? There's not a lot. I, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of movement in my mm-hmm. prediction because I think I had him at three and nine, and they right. lost another game. Yeah. So. Yep. I will just highlight that their next game they play at home to Minnesota, November third. It's a home game for Illinois. Um, Minnesota won yesterday, I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a loss for Illinois. It doesn't matter who they play. It's going to be. Uh, push that record to three and six. They're three and five currently, so they need at minimum two wins to make a bowl game if they get the weird APR five and seven bump. But yeah. three would secure it, and they're sitting at three and five, so there's four games to go. That means they got to win three of four, which will not happen. Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, Northwestern. Oof. Oof. Murderer's Row. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, they they lost yesterday, sixty three to thirty three. Um, <laughs> like I've I've said numerous times, I'm not a head football coach. It's not my chosen profession. But if it were, I would put more of an effort into anything I do. I would reboot it. I would go see a guru. I go to classes. You'd if go see I was the love guru. Yes, if if I was in such a, a high profile position, you know, there's it's one one out of like 120 <laughs> in the country. You have got to do better than better than that in year three. <laughs> so just just saying. We're still mathematically in it. Yeah, I have not been mathematically um, eliminated and won't be until at the, the earliest November seventeenth. Got winnable games on the slate. No. <laughs> I mean, I can't lose faith. They're my ally and I. That's true. Uh, my ally not looking good. Ally am I? <laughs> it's it's not looking good for us. Um, I, I did see a lot of articles yesterday. <laughs> here's here's one thing that's going to drive free absolutely fucking crazy. Let me hear it. I saw a number of articles, How and all of them said. Something has got to change with Illinois football, but what is it? Oh, what? What is the what? What could it be? Could we that, do? None of them mentioned it's Lovey Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you know the coach that th- the, the year before he became head coach, they went five and seven, and they fired the guy after mm-hmm. spring practice or something. So it's not like they were awful Fuck. when he got there they were five and seven and the year before that they made a bowl game so it's not like it's this isn't rocket science change we just gotta get a coach. full recruiting class through free we gotta get a full <laughs> recruiting class through there that's really all it comes down to is, uh, i mean you think about it mm. i'm just so we're recruiting against illinois state we're recruiting against <laughs> Indiana. We're recruiting against Western Northwestern. Mm. We're recruiting against Western Kentucky. They get up and play into the Champagne footprint. Hell yeah. Uh. The Champagne footprints. Oh, that is a fantastic uh, <clears throat> term name, name for, for a band. A recruit. Champagne footprints and a kissing ass by everyone involved. I was going to say. Uh, 
drag queen name, but oh, that's, <laughs> that's like, pretty good too. You're right. By the way, Creel, right. uh, people don't like cold dog soup when you're not on it. Oh no, really? People hate it. My own mother, my own mother told mm-hmm. me it's just not the same without Matt. Well, there's been some contention, contentious issues about that with uh, the lack of an apology. So we'll, well, we'll save that for another percent You get in the Baseball Hall of Fame with that. Yeah, you got 50% of your apologies. First ballot. Sure. First ballot. Um, I'm trying not to hit every single game because I know we're on the clock here. But Arkansas Vandy, one stat that I saw after the game was Arkansas. And we've talked about how, like, I I hate stats that are like, oh, the X and X was the, the first time since 2015. Like, yeah. okay, that was three years yeah. ago. That's not ancient history. Um. Arkansas Vandy 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 uh B uh Arkansas um I think it was in Fayetteville yesterday uh 2 and 7 Arkansas's record it's their worst start since 2014 That's not that's that long That's not a th- <laughs> A A that's not a stat and B that's a, y'all were that's two a you have been 2 and 7 <laughs> twice in 5 years mm. That is a crazy, ridiculous stat, but I did hear one that I think you guys would appreciate. So Kansas beat TCU yesterday, and it was oh, their, really? their first win mm-hmm. in October since what year? Not not first conference win, just first straight yeah. up win in October 2006. since when? All right, Hankins, what's your guess? Well, that's that's way off. I'd go higher. Probably like 2000. Probably like 2011. It was 2009, so you were both like dancing Holy around shit. it. But it had been nine years since they'd Holy won shit. a collegiate <laughs> football game yeah, in, October. in October. Just craziness, craziness. And that, now wow. that's a stat you can hang your hat on. That ain't that Vanderbilt. Arkansas that is a stat. Game. I have I have hung that's my hat on that. Pretty spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, we recorded last week in the middle of the Ohio State Purdue game. Do we need to? Oh, yeah. Do we need to talk about that at all? Um, yeah, let's talk about that follow up because we definitely saw uh, Urban Meyer have sef- several health issues on the field. <laughs> he did, but they'll bounce back. They're still in it, and I'm they're like, I they're like think- a zombie. I know this is our Halloween episode, but they ain't dead. They're gonna <laughs> rise again. Destroy I don't know, humans. man. I, yeah, I, I don't buy it. If you if if Ohio State wins out, I'm still not putting. You don't. You can't lose to Purdue and get, get into the playoffs, uh, buddy. I hate to tell you, we're not going to have enough teams to not put them in. Yeah, <sighs> it's going to get slim, baby, and they're going to slip baby. right in. Mm-hmm. Because the the conference out west is a bona fide shit show. Okay, I <laughs> I wrote down yesterday. You know, Oregon, uh, Arizona beat Oregon 44-15. Cal beat Washington 12-10. to You know that classic Pac-12 score, 12-10? to Classic. I, classic. I am, making a, I am making a motion for the rest of the season that we don't even fucking mention that conference. Fuck well, that entire I, conference. I wanted to introduce a segment, and it's our tricks or treats of the week because it's Halloween. <sighs> My trick of the week you, was, Oh, is it because Halloween? Yeah, Thanks yeah, for... Yeah, yeah. This is a one-time-year thing. Um, my trick of the week was all the hype that around Washington up. and Auburn. Oh, it's like number eight versus number five. Wah, wah, wah. That was a trick. Bitch, I'm a little baby. Because they're that both five and three. 
My treat of the week is Washington wait, State, wait, wait. who I think you're not giving enough respect to, who is seven and one now, and you know, on the outside looking in, but if they win out, they might have a shot. And their head coach is still a an avid follower of the birther movement. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out that uh, currently sitting second in the Pac-12 South, Arizona. Damn Arizona Wild. Yeah, that's a treat. That is a treat of the week. <laughs> that is the treat of the week that we only do once a year, so treat of the year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> treat of the week of the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's Washington State. And- I'm a treat. A treat. <laughs> a treat of the week. Um, I think it's Washington State and maybe Utah is. Uh, yeah, Utah yes, is. They are num- Utah's tops in the Pac 12 right, South. Right. It's not. Yeah, USC is in some trouble now. They might replace their head coach. They have a very short leash, uh, God, at least historically, sh- of firing people. Um, and they lost they, again. They should have hung on to Ed Orgeron when they had him. It's, it's not a bad thing. Look how Look how fucking stupid they look now. It's not a bad take. <laughs> also, guys, just learned this morning UAB's undefeated. <laughs> I thought they had a loss. I thought they were like seven and one. In the conference, oh, okay, I should say. Okay. In, in, com- that, in conference. Don't try to trick me, Hankins, with that treat. What's, <laughs> what's cool about Blazers football is that uh, their total number of wins is also the number of fans that go to every game. Oh, zing. You just got um, blazed. After saving the program. God damn it. I'm so bad. Hey, Virginia's them. tops in the ACC Coastal. Yep, yep. My, I, I hate everything Early in the year, the, I said Miami would disappoint, and they are. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Sean, there's no way that – there's no way to keep – any of the blue bloods out if they just maintain one loss. Yeah. It's just there's not going to be enough teams. But there's going to be so you know, many of those one losses that you know. I mean, you're not going to put a two loss LSU team in there. But, no, but I'm saying any blue blood with one loss is going to trump a non blue blood who will also have one loss because it's all going to come down to Michigan and have State. five of them. Yeah, and like uh, you know, Alabama or LSU are going to. Do some one of those teams is going to have at least a loss, um, and then you're going to play a tough team on the east side in the SEC championship game, so that could get wacky. Yeah, um, no, there's just not going to be an opportunity this year for anything interesting to happen. <laughs> and fine with me, I don't care. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm in, I'm doing fine over Notre here. Notre Dame will be undefeated. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they, they play. They, won't, they, though, right? they play Northwestern this week. Speaking oh, of, yeah, we this talk- next week is going to have so many good games. It's going to be the best day of college football. All thank year. God because the last two weeks, yeah, got next next weekend is going to be so lit. I'm going to find out what Pete Davidson has to say. Yes, we're going to have. Oh my God, are you going to even survive? Now, I've I've thrown, the, thrown this theory to you guys on a text, but I think Pete Davidson and David Pollock have the same disease. Oh shit. Yes, I am so yes. glad. I am so glad that you brought that up. I was uh, watching a video on YouTube that was not uh, to catch a predator, and it was <laughs> I like, don't believe it, the story <laughs> doesn't have a lot of credibility. And it was like the top ten like college football bloopers of whatever year, and there was a um, or funniest moments or whatever it is, and uh, there was a, a, a shot from um, College Game Day, <clears throat> and it was you know Herb's uh, the the usual panel. David Pollock was on there. And I guess they were either at 
uh, uh, Stillwater or they were in, they were somewhere where Oklahoma State was playing. And Lee Corso at the very end chose Oklahoma State mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to win whatever game they were at. <clears throat> and they, you know, put the big creepy cowboy head on him. And then he started shooting guns in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and then Herb Street gave him a giant musket, and he mm-hmm. started like shooting uh-huh. the musket. I think that's how David Pollock died. Oh, <laughs> I think he got shot in the face, and Corso <laughs> killed him. But then, like, it was such like it was such a happy moment for him that his spirit didn't want to leave his body. So his body was dead, but enough of his spirit stayed in his fleshy husk of a human body. And that's how he became Ghoul David Pollock mm. for I a Halloween episode of the Week of the Year. Water. <laughs> now, is that the treat of the month, or how does that <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, next week is a lot of treats. There's that Northwestern Notre Dame game, Texas A&M and Auburn, and then for the East, we haven't talked about Kentucky's performance yesterday, but they won, and they will face Georgia with a winner takes the division game. Yeah, the only the only two games that I ha- I had left uh, were Tennessee, South Carolina, and Kentucky, Mississippi, uh, or Kentucky, yeah. Missouri, which were you know good games. Uh, Tennessee, South Carolina really didn't mean anything, but it's nice to see a three and five Tennessee team. Um, Kentucky squeaked it out at the end, uh, fifteen Oof. to fourteen, I think the score was right. Um, they, uh, uh, Creel, you texted us, um, cause it was what, z- there was no time left on the clock and it was first and goal. And, uh, your, your, your play call was to hand it off to Marshawn Lynch. Right, right. You gotta <laughs> give it to your best player when you're that close to the goal line. And I cannot, what a ballsy call. What a absolutely ballsy call because, you know, I'm, I'm sure Stoops uh, decided to throw the ball because Missouri would be looking to Benny Snell um, and scored at the very end. Yeah, and uh, one of the craziest stats, another crazy stat was Missouri had eight possessions in the second half and they were all three and outs. And that's Derek Dooley for you, calling them plays. That is (laughs) unconscionable, unconscionable to be that poor on offense. And to top it off, so Missouri, before Kentucky got the ball back with a minute and a half, Missouri has a third and two, and instead of running the ball, you know, making Kentucky burn their last time out, they call a pass, and they just throw it out of bounds. It was ridiculous. Like, there was, there's no reason that Derek Dooley should have his job after not only the entire second half performance being that poor, but passing it on third and two with a minute and a half left, and Kentucky only has one timeout left. It was just... Just college football coaches laugher more than any other uh, industry. Probably like <laughs> they, they are able to fail sideways Oh yeah, more than any oh, yeah. other team. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, B- Butch Davis is probably making a million dollars as an assistant um, in Tuscaloosa, um, Tennessee, South Carolina. Uh, they're th- uh Everybody's talking about, you know, how how uh, Tennessee turned it around and blah, blah, blah. Like, uh-huh. I, but they had six false starts yesterday. <laughs> they had six false starts yesterday 
It, and that's hunger, Shawnee. They're ra- they're ra- they're raring to go, man. Two, they can't wait to get that ball snapped. Two of those false starts were on a third and less than three. You gooey. Now they were eleven for sixteen on third downs, but at the same time, six false starts. I I I, I can't get over that stat. Um, Jeremy Pruitt may have the the team's you know emotions running high, and he's won over the team. But goddamn. Get him to fucking get off the like. Get, get him to snap the ball at the same time. Yeah, right. Reminded a, me a lot of Mike Shula's first couple years. Just penalties where you're <laughs> just shooting yourself in the foot, and you're not putting yourself in a place to win in a in a game where that is winnable. Just blowing tr- it. Trillion percent winnable. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Tennessee is a three and five team right now. Is this a letdown or is this where they knew that they would be after eight games, or did they? Kind of are, are they a victim of their own surprise victory in uh in Auburn? I think with at three and five with one of those being Auburn and then this game being close to the end, I think they are cautiously optimistic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've seen some improvement in their team. They the team seems to look more like a Tennessee team. Yeah, and I think that they're like, all right, you know, we're, we're they have no other choice but to be patient right now because clearly nobody else in the world wanted this shit job. So, I think that they and they are, I think that they are right to be cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I think that's right. Just uh, I think that they would have liked to make a bowl game, and that winning yesterday would have put them in a pretty good position to do so. Now they have to. They're, they have the same record as Illinois, which is uh, pretty ridiculous. They're pretty good. <laughs> uh, so they're doing pretty good. So it's going to be tough to, to get to six wins. I and mean, that, they've got Sh- Charlotte, Kentucky, Missouri, and at Vanderbilt. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got to win two out of the Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and I don't know that they will. But yeah, it'll be tough. Kentucky and Missouri are at home, but, uh, you know. I don't know that t- Missouri and Vanderbilt are both pretty shitty. Yeah, Missouri is now zero for four in the conference. Uh, yes, which is pretty ridiculous because everyone was uh, there was a lot of buzz around uh, their offense and how Drew they Locke. finished strong last year, but they didn't beat anybody last year. So it's it's been a little goofiness. But I, yeah, I think Tennessee they can still do it, but it'll be tough. Well. Next week's games. Oh, baby. It's going to be, you know, I hate it because uh, it's going to be Go TV weekend, get out the vote weekend ahead of Election Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do, I I will have a visitor in town, uh, Adam Christopher, who. Oh, I thought it was a late lady friend. Well, Mm -hmm. me too. I mean, if it's a dude, that's that's cool too, man. (laughs) Rooting for you, buddy. Um, uh, my uh, he was on one of the early episodes of this podcast, um, <clears throat> and uh, he's coming down here for the for the Auburn Texas A and M game. Um, what are what are some of the, so he he we may have a uh, we may have a guest next week on on the podcast. Um, as Creel was saying, dogs and cats for the SEC East, huh? Yeah, I, I really think the way this game will play out is Kentucky will, the first quarter, Kentucky's going to be playing out their minds. They might get an interception. It might be up like 7-3. to three. It's at Kentucky. It's at Kentucky. They're going to come out really hot. But then after that first quarter, uh, they're just going to hit a, a brick wall. 
the plays won't be working. Uh, Kentucky can't pass. Um, and then they're going to stuff Benny Snell. Uh, and then Georgia's just going to take the game over and win probably by 20 points. I don't think Kentucky has a chance. Kentucky kept... I 100% agree with Free. I think he I think he literally just laid out the entire game to the point where we don't even have to watch it. I think that's exactly how this goes. <laughs> Incorrect. Kentucky will win 27 to 19. Whoa. Wow. All right. All right. It would Kentucky, be interesting. Kentucky kept Missouri to 15 points. I'm kidding. Uh, George will win 70. <laughs> but you've been, you've been hard on Kentucky. That was your preseason well, the, prediction. Hey, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking by it. Uh, Kentucky, I think Kentucky's got this. You you just don't go into Commonwealth Stadium. Is that the name of it? Yeah, Kroger Field at Commonwealth Stadium. <laughs> Kroger Field. Um, I, I think that, uh, I think Kentucky's got this, you know, it's that, that environment's going to be as insane as it gets for a Kentucky football, uh, game. And <laughs> I think that Georgia is going to have a little bit of a hangover after this, after this Florida game. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and I think that we are, we are seeing the foundation for what Creel talked about, Last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, when, you know, you see Georgia fans leaving in mass from the program mm. that they that Kirby brought them to, you know, everything but 15 minutes of a national championship or one overtime, one play of a national uh, to a national championship. And then uh, I think that they are going to lose this game, not even make the SEC championship and we're going to have a real problem. Kirby's not going to be on the hot seat, but when has that, any, any say, Georgia coach been on the hot seat? Would you say Kirby your enthusiasm? <laughs> They're going to Kirby their enthusiasm. Hunker down, you <laughs> hairy dogs. What other games, before we get to the marquee matchup of the 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 week next week, what other games uh, are, are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Michigan and Penn State. It's at Michigan. Uh, we really get to see if Michigan is all that in a bag of potato chips or if Penn State <laughs> is quote-unquote elite, which they aren't. I, I imagine Michigan will win, but I think that's a good— They're not. They almost lost to Iowa last <laughs> It's a good side piece game at 245 next Saturday, like the same time yeah. as Kentucky-Georgia. So that'll be a good one, I think. Um. I don't know that if Michigan wins that game, we'll know that they're all that in a bag of potato oh, chips. Okay, <laughs> because I think Penn State is just dumb. Okay, they looked so dumb yesterday, and Trace McSorley got banged up and, and all that stuff. And I'm yeah, not, but at one point, at one point, Iowa had a fourteen to ten lead. Um, because they had two safeties a field goal and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever seen something like that. Certainly not since two thousand fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I um man in what <laughs> in what dimension are we living where a Jim Harbaugh led Michigan is the most likable team in the uh, of of all the powers in the Big Ten? Yeah. Uh, Illinois. <laughs> uh. Like I said, in what dimension are we living in where Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> they, you know, what? both Illinois and Michigan are uh, leading leading the league in non sexual assaults covered up. 
Thank you. And dope ass beards. <laughs> They're tied. Yeah. Mm. One's got khakis, the other's got beards. Um, <clears throat> well, let's. We only have about uh, 16 minutes before Hank is asked to run out the door. So let's do Alabama LSU. To my knowledge, the SEC has not turned over star linebacker for LSU, Devin White's first half suspension. I think they have. I think they have staunchly said they're not going to. Yeah, I have a um, question, Sean. I know you you purchased some billboards in the greater Birmingham area. Yeah, Are they the yeah, same yeah. billboards that this free Devin White billboard campaign is? Are they getting on our property? Because that was they our are gimmick. not. Okay. <laughs> because what we did, <clears throat> what we did was uh, digital billboards. Oh, okay. I think LSU fans, which goddamn fucking waste of money, do you really think a billboard is going to change an SEC? SEC, the, the head of the SEC might be the most powerful person in the world. <laughs> like, why? Why? Well, number two to Nick Saban. Sure, 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 sure. Forgot about that. Um, why would... I mean, if, if, if I was that guy and people were trying to bully me into overturning something a bully by bully hunker down you hairy commissioner i would i would just i would dig in more yeah hunker down send them a send them a cookie bouquet maybe <laughs> maybe like a uh, an edible arrangement <laughs> play that sweet boudin or whatever it is you eat down there oh my god um but yeah so devin white was uh was uh, penalized for targeting in the second half of last week's game for LSU and by rule, if it happens in the second half, you're out for the rest of the game as well as the first half of the next game that you play. It was a questionable call at best. It was definitely not targeting. Um, but well, I don't think it means. I think you've just decidedly said it's not questionable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like at, at at best, it was questionable. At, meaning, like at worst, it definitely was not targeting. Questionable at worst. Whatever. Uh, Devin White will not be playing against Alabama in the first half of the game. Uh, how are you feeling as Alabama fans when number five, number four, number five, and number one play next week? It's going to be a tough one. It's it's on the road at Baton Rouge. Um, I just Googled what the early sort of Las Vegas line is, and it's going to be probably Alabama between 13 and 15 points. So that's two oh, touchdowns. Wow. Um. To be honest, Joe Burrow, I don't think he's got it. Tua I don't has either. it. So I can see Alabama winning by 20-something points. I think Alabama's pretty good. I think that they'll get good matchups, uh, and Tua will be able to deliver the ball. He doesn't have to worry about the linebacker, Devin White, being there in the middle. Um, I think Alabama will be able to stop LSU's offense, at least hold them to field goals. So... I really don't. I think it comes down to two questions. Will LSU be able to hold Alabama under 30 points? If that's a yes, then maybe LSU can win. And the second question is can LSU score above 20 points? And if you think that's a yes, then maybe you can go with LSU. But I don't think either of those questions is you can answer in a yes. So that, that's so I, I heard a stat. <clears throat> um, this morning, Alabama averages averages thirty nine points in the first half. Yeah, it's pretty <clears throat> LSU good. had LSU has scored more than thirty nine once this season in in right. an entire four quarters. <clears throat> so, 
I, th- I think you're right on the money with that like 30 to 20 range. Um, that's That really is the question. I think that all leads to is uh, d- does the SEC, sec- uh, does the LSU secondary get greedy? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. and and finally give Tua his first interception in the first or second quarter. Um, I don't. Hankins, what's what's going to happen? Tell me everything's going to be all right. I, I don't think Tua can just carve up this defense like he has everyone else to the tune of you know seventy percent completion rate and four hundred. Um, it's probably going to be a more human effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this game really hinges on the fact that I just don't believe LSU can do to Alabama what they've done to Georgia and to Auburn and just dominate them on. I don't, I don't think Burroughs is the guy who can beat Alabama. Um, He's kind of already had his Steven Garcia game this year. He's thumping his (laughs) chest and waving his big dick around. Um, I just, now I do not think Alabama's going to walk in there and write. It's not going to be a hell raising effort like they have over everyone else. Um, I think it might come. And also it comes down to Tua's knee. Because I don't know how good or bad it really is. Um, because it looks worse to me than they have let on for it to be. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think it will, I think that this game will resemble Alabama and LSU. I think that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, maybe the, was there 27 to 10 in there one year where we just ground the ball down with Derrick Henry late and shut it. It will probably be one of those kind of efforts rather than, you know, the 10 to nothing thing we've seen and it's not going to be a 35 to three thing either. It seems like it's going to be close for a little while. And then a couple breaks go Alabama's way, blow a coverage here or there. And then that's the ball game folks. Well, let me, let me ask you this. If, if this turns out to be a, let's say 55 to 20 Alabama over LSU game, where like both teams have a garbage touchdown at the end, maybe Alabama has one more than LSU. You, you, are you saying a TSI of like forty-eight to ten? For, uh, for, like <laughs> like forty-eight to seventeen, maybe. Um, okay. Does that set Alabama up for a big letdown against Mississippi State the following week? Oh, hundred percent. I think Mississippi State has the best defense in the conference. So, yeah, hundred percent agree with that. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I think the LSU game every year sets up. Alabama for a giant <laughs> letdown. It did like last year. Unless Mississippi State is just awful. And they're not. They always tend yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next week uh, when uh, we return with Throw the Flag. This has been Throw the Flag 94. Uh, 90 gore am I right oh shit Rob Schneider (laughs) Higgly Piggly (laughs) the Wompson Twins and musical guest Toad the Wet Sprocket (laughs) hey I'm here to tell you buddy that was a good one hey thanks man (laughs) Uh, episode 94 throw the flag Uh, go to our website do stuff. Bye. Here come up, let no, I got one. Been out too long in the sun. It like burning down the road. See me taking off, I'm ready to go. Oh.
Now. 